Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of BYOP. Uh, I'm your host, Temka. Uh, BYOP is the show where we talk about personal development, and I invite, I invite guests over to uh, give you some tips and advice based on their own experience. And today we have our guest, Sahna. Hello. All right, I've known Sahna for the past few years, and um, I and many others know him to be a very good conversationalist based on the fact that he's traveled to a lot of countries and he's worked in many different organizations. And when you're doing that, you have to have a clear vision of what you want to communicate when you first talk to someone or when you talk to someone in general. And you have to be wary of many different cultures and different backgrounds when you're talking to people as well. And to be honest, in my opinion, I feel that Sahna is very proficient in that skill. Welcome to the welcome to the show, Sahna. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything you want to say before we start? Not really. Introduce yourself. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Sahna, and um, I'm also a podcaster as well. I do a historical podcast called The History Time, and uh, I'm also a freelance interpreter. So I work with a few different organizations like the World Health Organization and the embassy here in Mongolia and uh, yes uh, Tanka just mentioned I also uh, went to a few different places I went to China Thailand and Pakistan for uh, youth development work over there I was there for a total of around 4.5 years give or take and uh, yeah now I'm back here in Mongolia doing this podcast with you all okay all right so let's start uh, let's get down to it today I want to talk about communication right um, and I feel that whenever I'm new, meeting new people, I'm always kind of worried about what kind of questions I ask and what kind of first impressions I leave, and whether I'm able, I'm being able to spark an interest in the conversation. So I'm kind of sort of self-conscious about the way I communicate with others, especially the first time I meet them. What do you think about that? So. Uh, first of all, I'm not like a communications coach or consultant or anything, so I'm not technically qualified to be talking about this. Kind of <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> all I can say really is my own personal opinions and my own personal thoughts on the matter. And um, uh, the way I look at effective communication or just communication in general is that um, a lot of people will usually look at it as just a two-way process. It's between two different people or from one person to a, a lot of different people. But for me... Um, Communication actually doesn't start there. Communication actually starts within yourself about um, what you about how you go through the process of deciding what you want to talk about and how you go about uh, communicating that to the other person. And what I mean by that is um, when people when they think things right when they contemplate things, um, they don't think like a machine. So they don't think in a very processed manner like you know step one, step two, step three, step four. A lot of different times what people have is that they usually just have many different thoughts coming at the same time. Um, suddenly you have uh, ideas and opinions and memories and a lot of these things can get jumbled up uh, in a person's brain. And of course, you know, I'm not saying that people aren't capable of communicating. Obviously people are able to talk about uh, a lot of different matters with very great proficiency, I might add. But I think what really differentiates um, like just good communication to really excellent communication to that moment when you can have really powerful conversations when you can really connect with another person is when you can understand exactly what you are trying to say and when you can 
go through that process of just entering your brain and then just going through all that ocean of ideas and thoughts and then coming up with a string, uh, a string of pearls, like, right, of coherent ideas that mesh with each other. Yeah. And then you communicate that out. Um, and that also really depends on whether you kind of want to communicate to the other person. Mm, yeah. I think that is, is actually a really underrated quality when it comes to communication, like whether you find that other person interesting or engaging in a way, yeah. or maybe, you know, that day you're just in a bad mood, right? Like yeah. you just don't want to talk to people. But ideally, if you want to be in a situation where you're open to uh, engaging with somebody else, when you're open to engaging ideas, and in that moment you can really go deep into the process of just going into your brain and then just taking out that string of pearls and then mm. giving that to the other person. Yeah. So, yeah. I get what you mean. Um, actually, for me, um, I was in Hong Kong teaching at this university, and right. I was always sort of caught up in a situation where I had to socialize with people and meet new people, right. introduce myself all the time. And at first, I was kind of worried about what these people thought of me, and I was like, okay, so I'm going to try to you know, leave a really good impression. But then after a while, I was like, do I really want to talk to these people? Right. If it was yes, then I would sort of put a sort of goal for myself. Right. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to talk to these people, and then I'm going to get this kind of information out of them. Right. right? But then if, if the answer was no, I would just stick to small talk. Right. And I would just go around and be like, hey, what's your name? Oh, so what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. Why are you here? Do you yeah. like Hong Kong? Da, 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 da. Right. And then I feel like um, it's always kind of hard to leave good impressions when sometimes you're not in the mood to talk to other people right but then sometimes you are really in like the zone <laughs> the zone yeah exactly yeah. you're like in the zone right yeah so i think small talk is just like one of those necessary evils in the world mm -hmm. like you can't really really avoid it um small talk 99 percent of the time is just a waste of time you know like you can just maybe go to that person's Facebook profile, maybe go to that person's LinkedIn profile and get more yeah, information yeah. in a much more interesting manner than having small talk. Because, you know, oh, yeah, where are you from? What's your name? What do you do? It's like, oh, my God, just kidding. Do you like dogs? <laughs> <laughs> are you a dog or a cat? Well, I guess that's a bit more of an interesting question. But, you know, like these basic fact-checking things, right? I mean, they're like the most boring things just, ever. Just to see if the other person is sane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to see that the other person is not a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outside your home in the middle of the night. Yeah, uh, yeah that's <laughs> that's ideally a good thing. Yeah, um, but you know the funny thing about small talk is that uh, yeah, it's a necessary evil. It's kind of something that you have to do. I mean, you, you kind of ideally want to know somebody's name, <laughs> maybe yeah. what they do for a living before you really get into a conversation with them. But on the other hand. Um, you can spice that up quite a little bit, you know, it's it's only really boring when you're just exchanging facts Yeah, um, and it gets a lot more interesting when you spice things up a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for example, like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from um, Japan, for example. Oh, we're exactly in Japan. And then, oh, what do you guys do over there? What's that region famous for, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and then when you, when you create a conversation off of that, when it's not just a mutual fact-checking, I think it gets a lot more interesting. And also on the point of, like, your motivation to actually socialize. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think it just really depends from person to person. I think some people are a lot more uh, comfortable with socializing mm -hmm. with a lot of different people in one single night, you know, and they go talk to somebody and they go talk to somebody else. I'm that kind of person, so uh, some days I just really don't want to leave home. 
but on a lot of days, maybe too many days, <laughs> I kind of want to go out and I kind of want to meet new people. Yeah. And I really enjoy that process because um, sometimes you can meet some really, really interesting people if you do that. But if you're not that kind of person, right, um, I think just the important thing is like when you go to a new kind of when you when you go to a new environment like when you go to a new country even if you're a very introverted person mm-hmm. when you go to a new country i'm sure it's going to be a very uh, exciting moment and then you want to communicate to other people because you are excited yeah um i think even for introverted even for introverted people <laughs> yeah. even yeah. for them you know <laughs> it's not that bad like i mean i think they would still want to communicate so uh i think the important thing is to not become cynical, you know, as time passes by, to not become really jaded. Because sometimes what people do when they don't want to meet new people or when they don't want to communicate to people is that they just start making up these fake excuses. Like, I mean, they're not going to be really that interesting anyway. I mean, like, how do you know, right? <laughs> how do you know, dude? This guy doesn't look interesting This person, is, I just don't care. I just don't care about it. Mean, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, just give them a small chance, you know? Like, <laughs> Um, and I mean, if you really want to just think of it that way, then at least make sure to talk with the most interesting people that you think, you know, is the most interesting people, at least in that room. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you should force yourself ever to do that. I'm not, I don't really believe in forced communication because it's just really painful for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also really good if you, if you look at it from the perspective of not yourself forcing yourself to do something, mm-hmm. but you're motivating yourself to do something, you know, you're, um, inspiring yourself to basically do something you're inspiring yourself to explore and find new people and then engage them in new conversations because ultimately if we don't talk to new people Mm -hmm. uh, if i mean if we don't talk to any people then we don't have friends we don't have family and what's the point of living right (laughs) for me uh, what i sort of realized was helpful for filtering out who we want to talk to and who we don't want to talk to was keeping in mind something that I read a few years ago right. and it sort of said that talk about what you want to talk about and make sure that whatever you're talking about you're passionate about it right so whenever I talk to people uh, for example even in small talk I'm like a really dog I'm a, I'm a dog person okay so I ask this question a lot I'm like oh do you like dogs okay. and then I'll just get into like this whole conversation with the other person about dogs and whether the other person really likes dogs or not, it's not really that important to me yeah, yeah. because my passion is sort of like admitting for myself to the other person and the other person's like, okay, mm-hmm. this guy's got a good vibe. He's, he's got, you know, like a positive vibe. Right. I, think, I think I'd like to like chill with him right. a lot. Right. And then it sort of like makes you more interesting. Okay. There was actually a quote that I saw online a few years ago right. and that's kind of kept me going um, in terms of filtering out who I want to talk to and who I don't want to talk to and right. how I want to sort of communicate uh, my vision. Mm-hmm. And the quote sort of read, well, uh, I'm, I'm kind of rephrasing, but it's, it said that talk about whatever you want to talk about and laugh about whatever you want to laugh about. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you're passionate about that particular topic, right. people will be attracted to uh, whatever you say regarding that topic or, or you know, because I, I could be talking about like, um, I don't know, the, like in, in Hong Kong, I could be talking about something political and people get right. super offended. But yeah. then as long as I'm passionate about that particular topic and I sort of um, get a feel as to what the other person 
um, how the other person is responding to my passion, mm -hmm. it just everything just becomes super easy. Right. So uh, when you're trying to uh, find somebody that you want to talk about, you know, ideally you don't want to discriminate them. On the <laughs> you don't want to discriminate them on the basis of the color of their skin. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember what I was going to say. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I think, I, absolutely, like, you want, whatever you are talking about, you ideally want to be um, passionate about that topic. You want to be interested in what you are actually saying. Because the thing is, um, for me, having an interesting conversation, even if it's uh, argumentative, right, is much better than having a boring conversation when you're just... You know, just kind of wishing it for it. Yeah. Oh man, I've, I've been stuck in so many conversations yeah. like yeah. that. It's just yeah. yeah. You just I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes there's there's one thing that I can never explain when it happens. Conversations mm -hmm. that sometimes everything just grounds to a halt. And you just yeah. have nothing more to say. Yeah. Like, and you try <laughs> to say something, yeah. somehow you make the conversation even worse. It's just super awkward. I don't know why that happens or how that happens. I do have ideas, but I don't know for sure. But the point is, um, it's much better to even have like an argumentative conversation rather than a boring conversation. Mm -hmm. Because a boring conversation, nobody... Re I, mean, I mean, I guess people do remember a boring conversation, but only as like... A boring conversation. You know, it's just terrible. Because you can't escape at that point yeah, in time yeah. and feel like you're in prison. And you know, if if you just if you're just like, okay, bye. I'm gonna talk to, I'm gonna <laughs> talk to those people. <laughs> well, actually something that I find useful in those situations is just rambling on about whatever I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And then you just hope for the other person to be the first one to leave. <laughs> <laughs> just be like yeah. blah 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 and then the other person will be like yeah that's that's pretty cool um okay so I gotta go do like right. my laundry because <laughs> it's like 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very specific scenario <laughs> <laughs> so you won't remember those moments um yeah true but especially when you leave first impressions right um boring conversations are always the worst yeah, because people remember terrible. that like they're gonna be like, hey, do you know who Safna is? And they'll be like, oh man, he's like, you know, oh. I had the worst conversation with him. The first time I met him. The first time I met him, it was like a minute of just random, you know, small talk back and forth, so it just didn't work out. Right. But then for the other person who asked, like, do you know who Safna is? Maybe the other person sort of thinks Safna's like this god or something. Okay. Yeah, so you can leave that. Different first impressions to different people, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and um, that's the that's the tricky thing about first impressions. They're first impressions. They don't actually tell you um, everything you really want to know about that person. And uh, as I said, like sometimes some people might just be having a bad day. And they just don't really want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And then, yeah. uh, but at other times, you know, they would be like best bros with you. <laughs> you know, you would have a really good time together. Yeah. That happens, and that's a real thing. It does. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, um, I can I have no idea how many people in my life that you know gave a negative first impression to me, or I made a negative first impression to them. But otherwise, we would have been great friends. But then, because of that, you know, just, just didn't work out. Just didn't work out. Definitely. 
Uh, that's sad, you know, that's, that's actually a real thing, but um, I think that, especially when you want to leave, like, when you want to leave a positive first impression, right, when you're actually actively trying to make a positive first impression, that kind of means that you're having an ulterior motive in the conversation, you know, yeah. you're trying to steer the conversation in a way where that person would look at you in a favorable way, you know, yeah. at the end. And I think that's also a little bit manipulative at the end it of the is, day. Yeah. Um, it's not like, you know, it's not like telenovela level <laughs> manipulation. It's not, it's, not, it's not something terrible. That's definitely for, for sure. Like, ideally, you want to leave as much of a good impression as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. But uh, on the other hand, what I would say is that if you're actively trying to leave a, first, a positive first impression, the important thing is you don't fake a persona to do it, you know? Like, you can show the best part of your characteristics, the best part of your personality, and that is absolutely something that I would always say is a good idea when you are meeting somebody for the first time. Show them the best part of yourself. Show them the part that makes you cool. You know, maybe um, you know you're an expert on something, or maybe you're passionate about something, or maybe you have a cool hobby, or maybe, I don't know, you're a pirate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, if you're a pirate, you should probably really go to prison. <laughs> Still interesting, though. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah. actually, I actually met a guy with, a, with an eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he should definitely go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he has eye problems. He should go to prison. <laughs> well, well, that and many other things. But the point when it becomes really uncool is when you're faking a persona, you know? Like some people say, oh, you know, fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think there are a lot of ways to interpret that. I kind of agree with what they're saying, but the way I agree with it is that uh, even if you're not very good at something, specifically specifically skill-oriented, right? Yeah. If you're not good at something, you I even then, you don't want to be really too modest about it. You know? yeah. If somebody says, okay, can you do this uh, design work? Even though you're not confident about it, you can just say, hell yeah, I can do yeah. it. And then you learn how to do it. That's faking to faking it till you make it. In my opinion, faking it till you make it is not creating a fake kind of personality. Exactly. That's <laughs> when, you, when you're manipulating somebody else to think you're somebody who you're totally not. You know. And and the thing is, when you sort of fake a persona when you meet someone or when you're talking to someone, mm -hmm. they can always tell. Right. It, whether it's a kid or. Yeah. The thing about faking. So you make it, and when you fake a persona, uh, when you meet someone for the first time, they can always tell it. They can always yeah. tell. I think subconsciously they can. Yeah. yeah. Whether they can actually like, you know, just say okay, A, B, and C are the reasons why I think this person is faking. I don't think anybody really thinks that way. Or, I I hope somebody is not it's just so cynical that they're yeah. looking for you know. Yeah. <laughs> no sense. People. This guy like for real. <laughs> you're, I think you're a little bit paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> like, but subconsciously you can, unless that other person is like, you know, a serial killer or something, you know, and they're like, or, or a pirate, yeah, <laughs> unless they're like Ted Bundy or something, and then, oh, like, yeah, and, you know, damn, you probably won't, <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't know that they're faking it, yeah, uh, and that, that's gonna lead you to trouble, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, absolutely, like, subconsciously you can tell, for normal people, yeah, <laughs> um, Something, something else that I want to talk about, uh, first impressions, is I think there are definitely a lot of things that make you like a charismatic conversationalist or right. attractive in the conversation. Right. But one of the things that I find um, 
sort of the most attractive in those factors is someone's ability to sense someone else's wavelength and then bring yourself up or down depending on what kind of wavelength that is and then sort of and then I think because I've met people like that who can just um, talk to whoever Mm. uh, inside a room Mm -hmm. and then leave like really good impressions on every single one of the persons uh, every single one of the people that they meet right right and I think that's kind of like a um, a skill that I've been trying to learn over the past few years right. meeting new people but then I think at one point um, that's that's sort of relative to the point where you sort of fake persona right because always bringing your wavelength up and down depending on who you're talking to it just right. changes you so many times and then you just sort of lose grasp of who you are and how you as a like how you yourself the real you communicates with other people right and that's a that's a tricky thing because um, on the one hand you, nobody has like a reference sheet about of who they are <laughs> you know, so, this, hey, this is my personality <laughs> yo are you looking for some personality <laughs> just kidding come over here <laughs> some of my personality <laughs> you want to fly <laughs> yeah yeah so since, since that's not a thing um you know, it, it creates like this more fundamental topic than just communication about what really people are, you know, who they really are. And I like to think that at least for who I am, there's, it's not like etched in stone, you know, and there, there's a certain spectrum, um, which I'm comfortable having, uh, either from, you know, from this side of the spectrum or to that side of the spectrum, as long as I'm within that range, I feel like I'm still me, you know, mm-hmm. like, Android. Um, I can't really like tell you specifically what what the limits of that spectrum is, mm-hmm. but I can definitely say for sure that um, I am totally comfortable with meeting people who have very different backgrounds and very different experiences mm-hmm. from me. Um, I am totally comfortable with someone with talking to someone who is, for example, way more qualified than me on things I might think I'm qualified of, you know, mm-hmm. but. At least in that situation, when you want to have engaging conversations with as many people as possible, um, number one is I think it's it's important to be sincere to yourself about uh, being who you are in that moment, right? Mm. But also on the other hand, to be really interested in that person, because I think um, the kind of conversations that make really positive impressions on people are the conversations that just keep on continuing, because. Um, for example, if you have a, a, a topic that you guys are talking about and you're debating di- different facts and you're both on an even footing, you both kind of know yeah. uh, about that topic, but when you're talking with someone who is like way more qualified than you, yeah. then you just want to keep asking questions mm-hmm. and you want to think critically about what you're asking and think critically about their answers. So you're not asking a list of prepared questions from that person. You're uh, actively evolving the conversation as it goes along, as you yeah. learn new information. And for example, if you're talking about something to somebody who doesn't know anything about what you're doing, right? Mm. Then uh, I think there's like this famous quote or something like, if, if you can't explain what you're doing to a five-year-old, then you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so you should have the ability, if you really feel, if you're really passionate about what you're doing in your life and, or maybe your hobbies or your family or whatever, right? Whatever you're talking about. As long as you really feel passionate about it, as long, and as long as you keep your thoughts a little bit organized, you know when I was saying earlier that there's like this ocean 
a thought yeah. you have inside you, right? And, you, and as long as you can really drag out that cl- a clear string of yeah. ideas, then you should theoretically be able to have you know a critical conversation with virtually everybody. Yeah. Because um, I mean, if you're not interested in that other person, um, you just can't have a good conversation at all. Like it's impossible. Um, so yeah, genuine interest. That's should be interested. Mm. Okay. Um, I've actually been wondering about um, what kind of tips, uh, what kind of sort of tricks that mm. people can use that can make them right. a really good conversa- conversationalist. Like, how to open up a conversation mm-hmm. with the random person in the room, or how to leave a good impression. Right. And um, there are some tips that I have in mind, but I kind of want to know your opinion on this. Right. So. Uh, for me, like if you really want to be a good conversationalist, right, it's um, not enough to just be thinking of like, oh, if if I say this magic phrase, you know, they're suddenly gonna be my best friend of all time, you know. Yeah. I don't think there's really something like that. Um, I th- and I think that if you want to become a good conversationalist, it's kind of like you want to commit yourself to actually becoming a better person in general. Not like a better person, I don't mean it like, like, like that in an ethical sense, you know? Mm. Like, you want to improve yourself continuously. There's something that I've been wanting to discuss with you in this conversation, particularly right. about um, communication. And that's, um, what kind of tips and tricks can um, the viewers of this video have um, in their mind when they're meeting someone for the first time right. and with with the purpose of leaving a good impression and right. with the purpose of maybe starting up like how to start a conversation with someone in the room mm. and I do have some ideas on this but I do want to know your opinion on this mm. um, so the thing is, I can't really say like there's a certain trip, uh, a certain tip or trick that you can do that will immediately make that other person like you. Um, and I think if you really want to commit yourself to being a good conversationalist, it's not just something that you can do in an instant. Like you'll have to continuously keep it up. You'll have to continuously keep on improving yourself, um, improving your knowledge, improving your skills, and communicating with people. Um, and by knowledge, I mean just like your general knowledge. Like mm-hmm. if, if you talk with somebody who knows a lot about a lot of things, yeah. that's always better than talking with somebody who knows nothing about nothing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's more of an overall commitment, let's say. And um, so let's, let's take it step by step, right? Like how can you actually improve yourself as a conversationalist in a comprehensive manner? So the first thing I think is always understanding what you want to talk about, like what you are interested in, what you are passionate about, um, so that you can actually channel that in your conversation and hopefully not only have a more uh, enjoyable conversation for yourself because you're talking about things you're passionate about, but also showcasing that passion to the other person so that they are more interested in you. And, you know, I. Hopefully, ideally, that other person also shares the same interests as you and you can hit it off from there. But even if they don't, um, it's always much more interesting talking to somebody who enjoys what they're doing or enjoys what they're talking about rather than somebody who doesn't. Um, So yeah, that's that's step number one, just knowing what you want to talk about, what what is fun for you. Mm -hmm. And 
when you go engage the other person, I think it's always a good idea to keep an open mind about, you know, what they want to talk about, yeah. what they think is fun for them, and to ideally communicate that, to ideally keep on engaging that, you know, if, if it's something you know about, then maybe you can just, you know, just say, oh, you know, in my opinion, this is like that, or maybe this is like this. Uh, or maybe yeah. like, if it's something you don't know about, then you can just keep on asking questions, and, and it gets more interesting. You know, the more interesting questions get, the more enjoyable the whole conversation becomes. Yeah. Uh, the more enjoyable the whole conversation becomes. You can cut that part out later. Yeah. Um, and this part. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's say, for example, you are starting a conversation off with somebody who is totally not interested in having a conversation or is totally just there for just uh, let's just say you're in a conversation where uh, the other person is not really engaged where the other person doesn't really care just doing the small talk you know just doing the routine right. over and over again and in that situation how do you engage that person right? how do you take that person away from that mindset into having an interesting conversation well for me it's all the basics always work the best you know uh, you just start with small talk you just say okay what do you do <laughs> and um, you know, that person's gonna say something and then you can say, alright, do you enjoy your work? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, why do you do your, what do you do what you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, just, you can just keep on going. There's a lot of fun ways uh, you can take a conversation. Um, and like, for example, uh, when you ask somebody from where, when you ask somebody where they're from and they say a certain location anywhere in the world, and you're, then you're like, Huh? Yeah, what's that like? Do you miss yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what's your best memory there? I mean, you, know, you just because the thing is, for a lot of people, especially for a lot of people who don't feel confident about conversations, the main pitfall that they have is that they think talking about this kind of stuff is crazy. You know, asking questions like this is crazy. Yeah. Um, like it's too upfront. It's too aggressive. It's too intrusive. Like, you know, asking somebody, you know, what's their job, and then immediately asking, do you like your work? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that might seem really in your face, but that's the thing. That's, that's, that's a fun conversation. It is, yeah. Um, like, it's much better than asking what, they, what their job is, and then, oh, what time do you start working, and what time do you finish working? And, <laughs> what, what meeting did you have today? <laughs> <laughs> what did you talk about? <laughs> do you have any deliverable, deliverables for the next week? You know, it's much more interesting than talking about that. And the thing is, like, conversations, the more, not, not random, but the more dynamic they are, and these are different things. Random is just like, you're talking about your day, but then you suddenly talk, want to talk about wind turbines, you know, how they operate for That's random. But when you're talking about how your day is going, and then you uh, kind of direct the conversation towards, you know, what, what was the part of the day that, you know, was really the best part, what was the part of the day that was the worst part, you know, compared to, like, how do I make sure that these days are, you know, the best that they can possibly be, or, you know, how does it remind me of another day that happened, mm -hmm. this, when, you know, this, this kind of way where a conversation dynamically morphs itself over yeah. and over and over again, it keeps you on your toes. And it's much more exciting than, you know, just, as I said, just going through a checklist of things you want to talk about. And then, yeah. Because the worst kind of conversation, in my opinion, is when people just wait for that other person to finish speaking, yeah. to say what they want to say, you know, like, and, and of course, like, in a, in a debative circumstance, that makes sense. Yeah. But on the other hand, uh, after you make that opening argument, right, then where do you go? <laughs> you know, do you just keep exactly. doing the same thing over and over again? Um, so, like, to be really engaged in a conversation, right, to be really in the moment um, is, is, is a really powerful tool for me. And sometimes, you know, you're tired, 
maybe, you know, get a drink, you know, get some yeah. water or something. Um, and I freshen think, yourself up. And I think an indication that you can show to the other person that you are actually engaged in the conversation is to ask um, open-ended questions. Right, right. Because I feel like a lot of people have questions like, do you like your job? Yeah. It can be easily answered with a yes or no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's your name? It can be easy, easily answered with, uh, my name is Tenko. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But then you could say, what do you like about your job? Yeah. What are the things that you like about your job? What things uh, make you want to go to your job uh, every single day? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, why do you like your job? Yeah. So like, oh, asking open-ended questions that start with why, how, who, what, you know, where, when. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. these questions are um, definitely show that you're paying attention, um, especially if you follow up on something that they talked about like previously. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, and even if you ask a yes or no question, right, just immediately follow it up with an open-ended question. Yeah, just keep it, keep it interesting. Yeah. Um, and you also have to be aware that this conversation might go to a place that you did not expect yeah. at all. Like, you know, for example, you ask somebody, um, do you enjoy your work or, you know, uh, why do you go to work every day? Like, you might not receive an answer that's, you know, super exciting. Yeah. Or you might even receive an answer that's actually kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like, they're struggling yeah. financially and they have no choice oh. but to do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just like, oh my god, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. um, but even then, you know, I think that is, that is still an interesting conversation. And it is not a failed conversation. Yeah. Not yet, that's for sure. So let's say, for example, that kind of thing happens, right? And then you go, uh, where do you ideally want to be? You know, like, yeah. uh, where do you want to change? What do you want to change from what you're doing today to some, from what you're doing today? Something that you think is not, you know, pushing you to that ideal place that you want to be. And then yeah. what do you want to do to keep on doing that, you know? And then you can share your own experience, you know? And then, exactly. you know, don't, don't talk in like a pretentious way, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I had exactly the same problems, oh, man. <laughs> I, I was depressed last year, and I had it worse than you, so, you know, suck it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I had, I had already solved <laughs> the issue that you had, <laughs> so you're just going to have to deal with it. So. Yeah. You know, why don't you just, you know, toughen up, you know? Grow <laughs> some balls. <laughs> yeah, ideally, you don't want to be like that, you know. Ideally, when the person shares to you the struggle that they are having, you don't want to preach to them about how to, you know, solve it. Yeah. You want to talk to them in that situation about what you're also struggling as well, because um, some people, of course, they do appreciate advice, but more often than not, nobody likes being talked down to. You know. No. Um, especially if you're in a situation where the hierarchy of the relationship is not established. Yeah. Where you're just meeting somebody for the first time, mm. you know, and maybe that person you don't know that person is like your boss's boss or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know that person is in a situation to actually tell you to be able to tell you to have, be able to tell you advice. Of course, you know when that person is giving you advice like that, always be open minded. You know, don't don't immediately disregard it because somebody was trying to give you advice as soon as they met you. But on yeah. the other hand, if you are in that situation yourself, if you are in a situation where you want to give advice, like I'm rambling yeah. about. But uh, if you're in a situation where you want to give advice like that, um, you know, just, just don't. <laughs> Some, yeah. Something that I find, and, and just, 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 just before you that, yeah. even if you really think your advice is good for them, you know, um, don't do that in like a pretentious way. Where yeah. you're like you know, oh, I was there. I know what that's like. 
you know, just share your issues because that person is being vulnerable enough to share their own problems with you. you know, I mean, you can do the same thing for them. Yeah. And um, when you do that, you know, then you can look into solving it together. For sure. And I think that's much more interesting. Yeah, and I think if you if you actually do get into uh, get stuck in a conversation like that, or mm. uh, you get caught up in a conversation like that, um, what you have to sort of keep in mind is that anyone in this conversation can be in the driver's uh, driver's seat. Yeah. So, depending on what kind of questions you ask, mm. um, you could be driving the conversation to a more depressing place or mm-hmm. yeah. like a better place. Yeah. Um, what you talk about how you answer questions, how you perceive questions. Um, so whoever's talking is basically in the driver's seat and most of the time whoever's asking the questions are in the driver's seat as well. So I guess like if you do want to help the other person and give them advice in the conversation, don't be pretentious and try to lead the conversation to a bit of a, a positive side and just don't dwell on something that's negative Right. Um, whether you're talking about something negative or not, but just don't dwell on something negative in general. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, just to summarize all the things that I was saying, like first, ideally, you want to have a clear picture of what you want to say, right? what you're interested in. Secondly, you really want to be interested in what that other person is talking about. Um, to be engaged in what they're saying, to be interested in what they're saying. And then, you know, number three, uh, I would say that a really good conversation is always a collaborative thing. It's always it's it's never just you lecturing that person about what you want to say, right? That that's never a good conversation for anybody. Yeah. Um, even for you, because in that situation, you are actively denying yourself the opportunity to learn something new, right? Yeah. Um, so ideally, it's a collaborative effort, and a conversation can go in many many different places, and sometimes they're going to be really great places really places that you would never forget because they were so awesome and sometimes they're going to be uh, they're going to go to places that you don't like you know and then yeah. it's probably not going to be a good memory for everybody involved but that's the risk you know that that's what makes it fun and sometimes it just won't work out right. and um, the conversation still won't fly it still won't happen but that is not the same as you being a bad conversationalist you know yeah. um, sometimes it just doesn't work out I mean nobody can have a 100% success rate at anything Definitely. anything um, so, eventually, you're gonna have like those five percent or ten percent of conversations, or maybe even more. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many conversations yeah. that I think that I have that I have in one day that are actually fun for me. Um, True. But I would say that at least if you're having a good conversation, like when you put your mind to having a good conversation, and at least if you can um, turn that into in something interesting and something engaging at least for a bit right at least for a few moments yeah. um and maybe get to talk to that person again and get uh, get their contacts or whatever right mm-hmm. then i think that's a success i think for sure that's definitely success yeah. um and even when it doesn't work out well that's, that's technically the definition of a failure but the thing is at least you tried right yeah. you're trying to make the conversation interesting and it's just a fine-tuning kind of thing because you really don't know what everybody is like you don't know what they want to talk about you don't know what kind of personality they have and it's always a gamble you make um, when you engage somebody new and even sometimes when you engage people you already know and you think that you know them well but then yeah. sometimes they had something really crappy happen that day or um, they're just not in a good mood or whatever anyway the point is it's a collaborative effort um, both of you got to be engaged with each other and even if that other person is engaged if you are interested in them you can definitely change their mind 
And kind of stressing on the point where you mentioned that there's always failure. Mm. And sometimes the conversation isn't as fun as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And not as meaningful as, as you want it to be. But realize that uh, conversation, uh, communication skills and communication is, um, is, is a, it's a skill. And the more you practice it, and the more you do it, the better you get it. It's, it's like going to the gym, or learning how to play the guitar, learning how to play the, uh, play the violin. The more hours you put, and the more effort you put into um, making every conversation meaningful and having more conversations, right. then the better you get at it. Absolutely. And uh, it's also important to remember that if somebody is really committed about um, learning the guitar, or going to the gym, or you know, developing any skill at all, actually, um, you will be much more effective at learning that skill if you actually love the guitar, you know, yeah. if you actually love working out. Exactly. Um, in that situation, that skill is going to be just developed much more exponentially. Yeah. Because um, developing something that you are not interested in at all mm-hmm. is one of the worst things that you could possibly ever do. It is extremely unrewarding and ultimately I think it's just a waste of time. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm saying that if you're not interested in it now, that doesn't mean then you should never do that because the thing is maybe you just haven't seen what makes that thing interesting mm. um, and un- unless you actually try you'll never really understand why other people are so passionate about it you know yeah yeah all right um so that is it for the first episode of uh byop i hope you guys enjoyed it um thank you safna for coming today um, it's my pleasure. Yeah, and uh, make sure to like and subscribe and share it to your friends. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later.